0: Yo, yo, welcome everybody to the latest episode of Deadstock Podcast. I am your host, Vaughn Saunders. I am here with my co-host, Major Crawford. As always, look out for Major Lifeline Podcast, Major Lifeline Clothing, everything Major Lifeline. Major, you know, what's up?
1: How y'all doing? You know, I here for the first one. What's up, Vaughn? Thank you for having me again, buddy. Of course, of course.
0: And today we got a special guest with us. So, we have the host of the Time Being Podcast, available on Podbean and Spotify, Kevin Joseph, a.k.a. Only KJ. Kev, what's going on bro, how you feeling?
2: What's up man, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure, cool, I cool. had to support, I had to support my guy. Cool, cool, appreciate you being here.
0: So, this was an episode that wasn't originally scheduled, but due to some uh, events playing out in the uh, sneaker community, if you will, it was kind of like, a, it, was, it was an urgent matter that we get this thing up and going. So I'm going to just hop right into it. I'm going to run everything down, and then we can just kind of do a deep dive. So Ann Herbert, Nike VP, North American GM. She spent 25 years at Nike. Her son, known as uh, West Coast Joe, as they were calling him on Twitter, did an interview saying that he used her credit card to purchase what was over $100,000 worth of Nike sneakers and used them for resale. One of the issues with that right off the bat, Nike forbids its employees from participating in the resale markets. It's very clear in their uh, contracts. There's a clause that says they cannot participate in resales. So Nike said that they were aware of West Coast Joe and his line, if you will, which is called West Coast Streetwear in 2018, and that he didn't violate any policies because he was the one doing the resales. Um, Joe mentioned that he had a warehouse of over 5,000 pairs of sneakers. He made claims of getting new releases for less than retail, and there's an article via uh, Bloomberg Businessweek, and that article described Joe Herbert as a college dropout who used the pandemic to exploit a buy-low opportunity and generated $600,000 based off of familial connections with the company. So he took that hundred dollars that he used from his mom's credit card to buy those sneakers for that warehouse and made a 600% profit off of that in a pandemic. So there's a little bit of, obviously, an ethical issue with that. Four days after um, this interview came out and after the controversy uh, arose over social media, and Herbert resigned from Nike. Today, actually, Nike CEO John Donahue released a statement in a, I believe it was a virtual uh, North American meeting that Complex had a recording of and they analyzed. And In that meeting, John Donahue says, there's, there's no value more to who we are than the trust our consumers put into us, our brand, and our products. And the fact of the matter is this incident has sparked questions in some of our consumers around whether they can trust us, particularly around launch product. He went on to say later in that recording, we've been working on anti-bot technology for the last several years, and that is part of the solution. But we need to double down our efforts. So there's a couple of interesting points and in what he said specifically um, that I kind of want to touch you on Mage. you and I were talking about this beforehand about bot specifically. You want to explain to the people exactly what a bot does.
1: All right. So a bot is basically when you have a sneaker release on a sneaker launch day and basically it secures like the shoe or any product. It can be a shoe, video game, uh, video game console, uh, streetwear like supreme uh anything it secures it and basically you pay into the bot so it'll be like say me you and kj say we wanted to do uh say we wanted to get let's say six pairs of yeezys right we will we will pay into that bot for a certain amount and it'll just secure the bag for us and make sure that we get it sometimes they work sometimes they don't you know technology it's crap but it just secures the purchase at at an expedient pace. There there you go. I appreciate
0: you. That was a real good example, real good description of it. So going back to the quotes from Donahue, to me, it sounded like he was as a corporate America would tend to do tap dance around the issue. Um, Because in my opinion, bots weren't the issue here. The issue was an ethical matter. And in terms of the ethical matter of this kid claiming he was able to use his mom's credit card and get new releases for less than resale and kind of making her complicit in a way with the resale uh, market that he was building. And there was like a controversy sparked on Twitter. I remember it was a conversation of who was to blame, whether Ann was to blame, Joe was to blame or both of them. And if she knew In my opinion, I don't see how she couldn't have known. The kid was 19, he was a college dropout, and he had a warehouse of over 5,000 sneaks and had a whole brand label identity. And if you see the picture, it's an actual like stocked up warehouse. I don't know where a 19-year-old was getting that, even though I understand his parents had the funds for that. I don't know how you're not aware of that. I can see how he would be using the credit card without her information. That's a typical thing for if like a kid gets a hold of your parents' credit card in some situations. But in terms of having a full warehouse, having a brand, having a name, being known as West Coast Joe, like this was just – this this didn't seem like it was a a one-person job. So I kind of wanted to touch on that. Kev, I know I saw you mention it a couple of times on Twitter. I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
2: Man, it's BS, man. (laughs) It's some BS. Like – It's a whole. They had a whole scheme, and was a part of it. West Coast Joe was a part of it, obviously. Like you can't tell me if I have a credit card and my credit limit is like two hundred thousand. You can't tell me. (laughs) You don't see a hundred thousand out your credit card would just go missing. Like (laughs) the type of like what are we talking about here? Like and. And back, I want to um, touch on the the CEO from Nike. I didn't even hear that. So that was news to me that they had a uh, meeting like that. But um, isn't Anne, like, if my memory isn't too bad, isn't Anne, like, that was the head of sneakers at for Nike? Yeah, she, she was, was, like, yeah, VP of VP something and, or something.
0: And, yeah, she was the VP and she was the North American GM.
2: So I know she was the, a VP.
0: The North American, uh, like a North American conference
2: or something. Okay. Um, I don't know, because I, I, I remember seeing something that she was like the head of the sneakers app, mm-hmm. And <laughs> if that is true, and you guys are trying to combat body, that's just seem like ironic to me that the person that's ahead is trying to combat body where her son is buying out the shoes and selling them. So, it's just a lot of, like, backdooring effect, which is pretty much, you know, you're getting the shoes and you're selling it like for, you know, for for a resale price. So, it's just just a lot of backdooring from Nike and uh, pretty much nothing gonna change. Him making that statement, not gonna change, not a damn thing. No, so I did
0: a uh, double check it okay. real quick. And yeah, he oversaw the sneakers app. So that kind of adds to it in a major <laughs> way. But maybe you were about to say major, so.
1: but but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I, I mess with West Coast Joe low key. I'm going to say why only because all right, granted he did steal the sneaks technically like he, he finessed, but I'm going to say this, his mom could have get, you know, Going to college, I've seen a lot. I've seen kids get their parents' credit cards, they run them Jones up, and they parents like, "All right, like we just, you just pay it, or like you know, or they don't pay it, and they just because the limit is so high, you know, she's VP of Nike, she might have like a,
2: it's unlimited, a million dollar <laughs>
1: or unlimited like, credit <laughs> limit, so she might not even notice that hundred K going, and then he might have flipped the money back on that John, like, all right, here, pay that John off real quick. Like, she might have not known, but I'm going to say this. Him doing that was kind of, it was crazy in the sense of his mom works for Nike. Like, but also, I think it was, I like his business mindset. He flipped that 100K six, he made that joint back six times. Six times, and he he kind of helped the market low key. He made, I'm going to say it. In this way, because those sne- sneakers sell out now, right? Oh, right? I'm pretty sure he got Grails or some crazy heat. He didn't get no. So oh, he no, got like four no pairs BS. of Nike Mags. Yeah, like so he <laughs> he got some good heat. So he's putting them out there in the market, reselling them for six times the worth. Now the market is just expanding and expanding and building, and it's getting bigger, making it harder for normal people like us to grab regular kicks, but.
2: No. And that exact same reason <laughs> that you just said just makes it well apparent that Nike don't care because it's yeah. benefiting them. So it yep. was like, hey, your son is doing that. I don't care. Just is making us money. So why would I like? Fact. Why would I do anything? You know, yeah. we just can't make it obvious. He could do that, but just don't make it obvious. <laughs> right. With the news just came out, it was just obvious. So yeah. she just had to leave. But I don't. I, I don't think
1: know. she should have took the blame for it because she might have honestly didn't know. But I think Joe should have had to give part of the, part of Nike either a portion of what he sold it for or get the sneakers that he still has over in the warehouse back and then Nike should do a drop. That's how I personally feel. If he got some heat that nobody else could get, he got about, let's say, 10 pairs. Go ahead and put them, Jones, back on the sneakers app or on Nike.com and just regular price mm-hmm. put them out for sale.
2: I will see they would do that if they wasn't in on it. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah true. But is they're obviously in on it. You don't mm-hmm. get a warehouse like that <laughs> and just by yourself. Exactly like no you get no, it was a whole. But he a made six
1: hundred k. He can go get a quick little warehouse. His warehouse. He didn't have, exactly. He,
2: warehouse if right. he made the six hundred k, he still well, yeah, true. 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 Like if you get six hundred k, like why are you still using your mom credit card? You could get a credit card with six hundred k. That's facts.
0: He could have a credit card anyway. His mom's the VP. exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure. Like I'm. I'm gonna say it. I'm sorry, Von, for your school, but he you wait. Does. He could get a massive. Credit limit. Yeah, you are like he's white. His mom is the VP of Nike. He could get whatever he wants, literally. <laughs> I'm not
0: wrong on it,
2: and uh, so it was like, so it was like, man, like you, it's it's cool. There's it, a whole cool, and I don't even think Nike's the only company doing it. I think every oh, company sure. is doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. Anybody
0: that's got a bot is doing it. But Mage, you mentioned two things that I wanted to touch on. One, you mentioned how you said you messed with West Coast Joe. Yeah, that was like the first thing you said. So you were talking about how basically you thought it was smart and you were kind of applauding his business acumen. Yeah. I was never saying that this wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. What he was doing. The business is smart. What was stupid was doing the interview telling people what you were doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. He should have just kept it kept it on the low. Oh, if man. you kept it on the low, he could have been doing this for the next. Yeah.
0: This is going to be 15 years
1: until he, until he was up. West Coast Street. Yeah, I here, 19. Right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wanted no to touch on that. Interview. And then you mentioned it raising the market. And that helps mm-hmm. Nike. And, I mean, it puts more value on these shoes, which is cool for people in the community. Because it's like if you got them, it makes them more valuable. But yeah. you also mentioned the ethical problem that arises with it because it makes people like you and I mm-hmm. less accessible to it. Yeah. So I want to know like where you kind of stand on that because you you mentioned both sides of it. You mentioned the good and the bad, the value increasing and the accessibility becoming limited to that select few now. So are you still on the side that like that's cool or like where you at with that?
1: I'm personally on the side of this. Like I feel as though like if you're trying to get into the sneaker market, don't cop what going to kill your pockets. So, like, if you see, like, say you wanted Air Jordan 1's, I'm going to say Travis Scott's, right? They run for 1600 to $1,700 in my size, personally. Now, I know that right now, at the point of my life, I'm not spending $1,700 for no Travis Scott sneaker. Like, that's just ridiculous. Even I have it. I'm just not going to spend that much on a sneaker. Yeah. Now... It wouldn't kill me to get it, but I'm saying like some people, yeah, it it can kill their pockets. So like if you're looking at that shoe, don't look at that shoe. You might want to build your collection up to what makes you personally happy. Don't look at the the media or don't look at what's what's like the most popping shoe because it's always gonna be someone out there that wants to buy a shoe from you, no matter if it's Feliz came back, bro. Like, you know, keep buying them Johns. I'm saying, like, no matter what the shoe is, somebody always going to want to buy it if you want to get in that market. So, but if
0: I can play devil's advocate on that, you said, yeah. you said, don't kill your pockets. Basically, with something that you want, mm-hmm. this wasn't them killing their pockets. This was somebody else killing their pockets. You mentioned the point of was it though? him increasing the value of it. If they were looking at it before, and he increases the value of it, that takes it out of the range.
1: But you know, but some shoes, you when they drop, you know they're going to be skyrocket.
0: Right, but you mentioned the Travis Scotts. So that's like an extreme
1: case. But those are right. the type of kicks he got. He he only got the exclusives.
2: Yeah, the beast Jones.
1: He got the hypebeast one. So like, he don't got he don't have no like regular like drops or like drops that's coming out like. Right. That's not not hype piece. He got Air Mags probably, uh, Jordan One breads like stuff that restock once, and like every five years probably.
2: Yeah, he probably like got the uh, OG Kanye Air, Yeezus, Air Yeah, Yeezus.
1: he probably got something crazy like that. <laughs> the that samples Reed too. Facts. <laughs> it's like if you if you gonna break, if they gonna break your pockets, you should know like not to grab that sneaker. Like, like that's a decision that you're going to make if you go into that market now, because he's not going to say, hey, press the button and make click like to charge your car. He's going to he's just putting it on on the app or wherever you're getting them Johns from or from him. I mean, from him, it's most likely probably celebrities and rich California kids buying them Johns For sure.
0: For sure. Yeah, that was his Uh, that seemed to be his target market now. I did want to get real quick from you, your thoughts on the um, the John Donahue comments, just because uh, I know I mentioned at the very beginning, it sound like a cop out. I know yeah, Kat mentioned that it doesn't really sound like anything's going to change, especially because it sounds like it's embedded within the company. So what were your thoughts on the specific quotes about it being a problem with bots and that being part of the issue and they want to double down on their solutions and all that stuff?
1: Um, I agree with you guys. I don't think nothing's going to change with the whole bot system. Um, Nike's been saying, oh, we have anti-bot software and everything like that, or hardware, whatever, that they have for years, like he, like Donahue said, for years. And nothing's changed. Nothing, nothing has changed since I've been in about high schools looking at sneakers. It's always been super impossible to grab big drops. They sell out and Point thirty seconds, like it's like, if that, <laughs> yeah, if that. Right. I remember one Saturday we were me and me and Vaughn was on. uh What was it? The Christmas around? It was like around Christmas time, yeah, the winter. The prototypes you know, that we was looking at, the Kobe's. Yeah, for the we were trying to grab the prototypes, and I went on. He went on. We were on at like nine fifty nine early, and John sold out like that. Like I had him in my cart, gone. He had I think he had them too and they were gone.
0: I had two pairs in my cart. I had a nine and a half and a ten. And then I had to go to a ten and a half after they both sold out. And it was weird. It started showing them selling out size by size, going like half by half. So it was like eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, and then they just all wiped out. And that was about yes, a couple seconds that's into 10 one.
1: I think I think that's never gonna change. I'm just gonna be real. Unless they come up with like some it's some crazy. Now. Why would they change that
2: though?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. They, they don't need to change it. That's that's they good don't.
2: Um keeps the market open for them. Exactly. The market's open, the market's booming. You know, they just dropped the the ones, you uh the UN Blues. Yeah, University of Blue. They sold know, out so fast, run, huh?
1: man. Speaking <laughs> of that, dude, they suck. Yeah, you had you had a comment about them. <laughs> I I had them and sold them. They suck. They they look horrible in color. Like they definitely oh. beef
0: they yeah, they the on the site. They that they wasn't a the appearance.
1: <laughs> yeah, they mm. I think the, the pictures online are honestly deceiving. Like I want people to know that. Like for certain shoes, but certain colorways, and it's definitely deceiving. Like um the cloud Yeezy four fifties look way better in person. Mm. And I'm kinda mad that I slept on those and got the UNCs, but well the Belts. university. The boss the killed
2: me. The boss, said, was, the boss killed me. Yeah I was I on didn't, that site wow. ten minutes. Ten minutes before the drop. It said it was in my cart. I clicked my cart, nothing there. Uh, yeah. But the bots,
0: since we been kinda sticking on them, I wanted to get y'all thoughts on are bots like are they ethical in a way? Or are they unethical? Does it really like is there really a big deal them? I mean obviously we talking about like how we losing out to the bots but if the bots are kind of making the shoe popular maybe they get like a, re- like a re-release or a redrop or something like that is that as big of an issue like what's y'all your, what's your stance on that would you rather not have them what's up
2: um I'm gonna say no they're not ethical okay. but it doesn't matter <laughs> cause it makes it dope like <laughs>
1: I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say that's ethical. And if why, you do
0: that since we got little opposites?
1: If if you if you're in that market and that's what you do, you buy, sell, flip sneakers. I think it's ethical. If you're just regularly wearing them Johns, then I think you should just try your luck every time because it builds character. It shows you how to humbly take a loss, low key, in that industry. In that industry, oh, it oh. shows you how to humbly take you a never
0: loss. You ever been on Twitter on a Saturday at ten thirty in the morning? It yeah, I mean
1: it takes to show you how to take a loss in the morning time on a Saturday. Like you just be like, dang.
0: Bro, you wake up early in the day to get something in your cart. They got <laughs> yo,
2: taking car. a lot, yo, taking the L on your on the shoe that you was literally circled on your calendar, like yo, mm-hmm. set a reminder on and taking the L, that ruins your like your whole weekend. It, does. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins does. your whole weekend. Thanks.
1: But I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say having a bot because I had a bot before. That's cool. But you All really right, gotta okay, pay for one
0: other week. And I'm like, ah,
1: no. Because you, you, you can go, like, you really gotta pay into it. The more you pay into it, the better your chances are. So I feel as though it's, it's ethical because you're paying for a service. Like, you're paying way more, actually. You might pay $400 for a good bot.
0: Yeah, you're paying for the early access, essentially. Yeah, you're but paying you for the pay. guarantee that something at some point is going to be in your possession.
1: But you might pay four hundred, and then you got paid pay for the shoe, and then no telling how many pairs you're going to get.
0: Yeah, so but that's unethical investment. Out. Yeah, no, I so because you're I cheating. See, <laughs> I see pictures point to it, but I'm I agree with Kev that it's completely unethical. Um, like I see the validity you're to cheating. it. But yeah, exactly. It's it's cutting the line essentially. And yeah, you're definitely
1: it's, cheating. It's but I'm-
0: cutting corners in the market, especially for people like you and I that rely on the sneakers That Sneakers app drops mm-hmm. stuff that's like two three hundred dollars, like stuff that's easily affordable to like the everyday people. Yeah. So when you got bots on those apps that are cutting corners for the people that can actually afford these, and then all of a sudden, like so here's an example. I missed out on the prototypes. I don't remember what they dropped for. I want to say it was like 130, 130, 140, something like that. They might have been a little higher because they were like Christmas edition, so maybe they were 170. But the point is I missed out Mm -hmm. on those prototypes. had them in my cart on two, three different pairs. They sold out. Immediately after they sold out on sneakers app, I got a notification from StockX advertising for me to buy them in my size. Like notification hit my phone and said Kobe prototype size 10. And I went on there and instead of being like between 130 170 it was
1: like $350. Yeah. Immediately. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. If it's like, if you're, if you're making a business out of it, then yeah, I can see why you have a bot. That's, that's you trying to build your brand, trying to build your business. I can see why you have it. But if you have like, instead of you going out and literally paying resale for something, because at the end of the day, your business lose money. But if you're just a regular person every day, like- us like we just regular everyday shoppers that that love sneakers. If we if we have a bot, then yeah, I'm gonna say it's cheating for sure. It's cheating because of the fact of we cutting corners just to wear them. We not cutting corners just to flip them or to or to, or to you know buy or sell. I mean I'm trying to get back into buying and selling but we're cutting corners. So But having it As a business Or are you trying That's your like If you do consignment I can understand that
0: Okay So Alright Now I know We kind of all agreed That nothing's really Going to change With that Bot system And how those apps work I didn't
2: know Why you, why you made a press conference Or said that <laughs> Yeah no I, I agree <laughs> Like who are you doing He was just trying To activity. <laughs> <the> <laughs> like yo You know Virgil About to drive soon Right Like why are you Even saying that <laughs> <laughs> it was That's me. he had to <laughs> really, Like, what can we do
0: to make that process easier? Like, not what can we do, but how can that process be made easier? Even though it might not become a reality, what can be done to make that easier? Like, I'll let you guys give your opinions. I'll say my piece on it after.
1: You're talking about made easier with
2: bots, with what?
0: releases, just sneak releases in general. We're not even <laughs> talk about the bots it be related to them, or just a general like
2: theres out in China. Make more shoes. That's a very simple solution.
1: So <laughs> does, that, does that take away exclusivity though?
2: It so, does,
0: but I mean, it's still exclusive.
1: exclusive.
0: I mean,
2: you're <laughs> Nike. Are you running your business on exclusivity or are you running the business for the consumers?
1: True. Uh,
0: major um, what you thinking?
2: I would say
1: put them Jones back in stores again. Make it where we got to go line up, get tickets. Dude, that I feel friends. as though that again. was a, <laughs> I feel as though that was the best time where you had to go to the store and you had to literally go to kicks, champs, yeah, and kicks, Olympia right? Sports, <laughs> Um uh what's another one? Uh Foot Locker. i say
0: finish line, I think Finish one.
1: line, champs. Yes. So you had to go to all those stores and literally stand in yeah. cold and heat, rain, yeah. sleet, snow. Like you had to stand outside in line with a ticket. Or you had to wait to get a call like two days before to tell you you got them junks. That's when times was, is e- I feel as though it was easier to get sneakers back then. I think it was um, in
0: 2014, uh, the Carmines. I did a raffle for the kicks on like Cotman
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I stood outside that young for like an hour and a half. And it was just a big circle of people outside them front doors waiting for the boy in the middle to just announce the winner of that joint. It was it was dope. It was crazy. I lost, by the way. But it was dope. It was crazy. And it was just like, it felt more legitimate.
1: I remember. As I got on the
0: apps. It doesn't feel legitimized to me.
1: I remember having the a game of blues, man. And yeah. waiting in line for those. Bruh, it was so
0: cool. So my potential solution is, I would add, I would do double release days. And that might kind of uh, that might kind of like dry out the market a little bit. But when I mean when I when I when I say double release days, I mean like if something's dropping Saturday at ten a.m., either one week or two weeks later, that next Saturday at ten a.m., you drop it again. Maybe you do like release dates for different regions. Maybe it's not just like a a one time thing. Maybe you do a bot release because not every time you got a bot I means you're gonna get something. So maybe you do mm-hmm. like a release maybe you do because there's ways they can filter this out obviously we're speaking of hypotheticals we don't think they're going to but there's ways they can filter this out okay. so I think that if you did like a double release type of thing I think that'll make it at least a little more fair and it's at least it's it's oh, a right. hand-hearted way for you said like, to make a bot can... release or... so that was just like an example You saying of a the bot, bot
1: release for, for bots to go against bots
0: yeah basically like robot make fighting. that even more limited than what it is. Yeah, no. It's but it's dude, me
1: reaching they a, still, still going to tap in on the regular Who the yeah, the robot tap in on the regular days though.
0: Hey, Chris, it's me reaching on alternatives because yeah. like there seems like there's clear ways to do it like Kev said. You can have more manufacture. Like mm-hmm. there's clear ways to do it May you said you could put them back in stores. But it seems like they're they're clearly going to stick with this online method. Because this draws the most traffic,
1: and we're and, and we're in
0: up and go to yeah. store,
1: and we're in a pandemic. Exactly. In the pandemic for so we like, to stores
2: ex- exactly. So people losing money and stuff. So you gotta make the most money how you can. Exactly. Yeah. But like even like what you were saying like double release days, so like restocking and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so it'll be a restock, but even like just like an advertising type of thing. So like advertise the same way you will for an initial drop.
1: Okay. You see what I'm saying? So you're saying like if they drop on a Saturday, then they'll go ahead drop and go drop.
0: If somebody gets them from that account. That account can't get them the next go around basically.
1: So you're talking about like how um sort of like how PS5 did it. Like you can have like one per uh one per kind, okay. one per account. Exactly. You know when, when PS5 first yeah. came out on the John they gave out uh they gave out like a little um it wasn't a code, but it was like an email where it right. says like you sign yeah, up for your, for your yeah. PlayStation account and everything. So you yeah. do it that way. Then they pick the certain people, and then boom, they should do it like that for real, for real. Honestly, that or just pre-orders.
2: preorders that pre-orders. That's it. Just pre-orders. Just do strictly pre-orders. Like have, mm-hmm. you know, the how many sneakers y'all gonna get, and then mm-hmm. have a cutoff. Like just stick to pre-orders. That's smart too Like with no bots Like I mean is a trillion dollar Company almost I'm pretty sure They got like IT people That could make sure Their website is Botless for, Like bot free mm-hmm. So Just make The strictly pre-orders right. you want to be fair For sure That's facts
0: So uh, This is definitely Something we're going to be Keeping an eye on um, Especially since That uh, That Donahue comment Came out today so, want to keep an eye on that as it progresses, see if there's any new developments, see if there's any changes that are going to be made. Ha ha. But um definitely appreciate both of y'all fellas being with me today. As always, stream Major Lifeline podcast. Look up majorlifeline.com. As always, stream The Time Being podcast on Podbean and Spotify. Look up my man's only KJ. Again, I appreciate you being with us, bro. Definitely bro, a good ground. And, uh, I
2: appreciate it.
0: For that, I believe we're just going to be signing off. For everybody, thank you as always for listening. There will be thank more to come on the podcast DSP on DSPs. Peace and love to everybody, and we out of here.